0: Be sure to check out the amazing merch we have on Teespring at POTN official store, link provided in the description. Yeah, you know, it's your boy, (laughs) yeah. I listen, I started out on the pavement, bet you thought I
1: wouldn't make it, wondering why you ain't did it? Cause you only work in that day shift Yeah, success is contagious we winners on regular basis A lot of y'all getting mad, huh?
0: Like how we do it from the basement? I ain't been getting no sleep uh, Lately I'm playing for
1: keeps uh, Lately I'm out on these streets
0: And welcome back to another episode of the Potent Podcast, the podcast dedicated for people and motivating all of you listeners to go that one step further in your lives. I am your host, Takura, and today I'm joined by a very special individual. She hails all the way from Italy, a pioneering food scientist and also very enthusiastic fitness professional. I'd like to introduce you all to Angelica. Angelica, thank you for joining me today.
1: Hello. Hi for having me. I mean, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, it's good to have you on. I think the listeners will be looking forward to an action-packed episode with what you have to say.
1: Hopefully. Hopefully we're going to say something interesting.
0: Of course, you will. Don't worry about that. You know, so we'll jump straight into it. You know, can you tell our listeners, you know, a bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, uh, what you're currently doing, and what you get up to in your free time?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, I'm from Italy originally, but I moved out from my hometown at the age of 19. So that was like nearly seven years ago. The first time I actually left Italy, I went to Australia. I've been traveling there for a year. It was a lot of fun. And then I met someone there, and he was English, so I decided to move to the UK. It didn't go well between us, but I decided to stay here. Now I'm studying my masters after I've done the undergraduate degree university in food science and nutrition. Now I'm doing my masters in food biotechnology. And in my free time, I really, really love going to the gym. <laughs> That's all I do, really—just work in gym.
0: Fair enough. I could say like you know, a gym would be a good outlet for all the effort you put in at work. It's a good way to cool down and serve as an outlet for you isn't it
1: yes definitely yeah but what are you gonna say I heard you like
0: I wasn't gonna say anything you do you want to add something
1: no 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 I thought you were gonna add something
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, da <no, no. laughs> right so you know we'll move on to the next one and obviously this question is like more personalized gets the meat on the bone but you know can you tell our listeners you know what you're passionate about and what you love most about it
1: right what I love is I'm really passionate about fitness and everything that evolved around a healthy lifestyle this is because as we've been talking prior to this interview and i told you about i didn't have a really good relationship with my body nor my nutrition i used to see food as an enemy and uh, now i'm really passionate about it because not only found out that it's definitely not the enemy but it's something that we need to nourish ourselves and feel much happier about ourselves and uh work hard in life because we need to fuel to work hard in life and achieve our goals. I'm really passionate about nutrition and uh, healthy lifestyles in general, no matter what your diet regimen is, as long as it's, as I like to define it, like high quality diet. So yeah, I'm really passionate about healthy lifestyles and being active. I think it's really important, especially nowadays, that they're feeding us with so much unnatural foods, I'd like to call them. So... Yeah, that's what I'm most passionate about.
0: Absolutely. It's interesting you say that because I think for me, I've been like somebody who's been in and out of the gym, not proud of it. But, you know, I've had periods where I go to the gym and then I stop and then I go back and then I stop. But like the thing that stops me is the injury side of things. You know, it's one of those, you know, when you talked about like diet and obviously everyone's diet is different because of our, our bodies all, you know, respond differently to foods. Yes. And I think it's also, like, I'm trying to, and also, like, trying to get to a place where I'm having consistent meals as well, because sometimes you know, as a uni student, then you'd know, sometimes you forget and you say, oh, there's nothing wrong with skipping a meal here and there, <laughs> you know.
1: Definitely. As long as, you know, you make up for the nutrients, it shouldn't be an issue. Um, it's everyone's problems having a busy lifestyle, especially nowadays. Everyone's constantly on the move. That's why I think it's important to nurture yourself, because... We've got so much going on nowadays and we do need that fuel to keep up on things. It's, we're constantly moving. We're constantly doing things and, uh. Skipping one meal is not going to make you lose 10 kilos of muscles overnight. That's not going to happen. You know, it can happen as long as you make up for the nutrients in the next meal. That's going to be fine.
0: Exactly, exactly. And I know you alluded to you're passionate about fitness and you've got some diet. Do you have any like diet plans that you have?
1: No, because of like the issues I had with my nutrition in the past, being over obsessed over the amount of calories I was consuming. I don't currently follow like a strict calorie life, like regimen. I eat lightly processed foods and a lot of protein shakes, which it's quite processed, but I mean, it's just protein isolates. So it's all right. But I simply follow like a very simple diet. So there is not much like, you know, cooking skills involved. It's just like, I don't know, a, a grilled chicken breast or. A steamed broccoli really It's so, like very simple and I think when things are simple that's easier also to maintain because if you do like a restaurant style meal every day and um, just to try and have something healthy then you're not gonna have the time every day to do that so I think the key is like just to keep the simple simple ingredients simple you know cooking styles and stuff and that that should be enough to keep up. I don't count calories, as I said. I don't think there's anything wrong in that, but for me it's a trigger, so I'd rather not to. Besides eating healthy, like, I don't really follow strict diet regimen, and this has shown me that the less strict you are, the better you feel. It's hard to explain, but even if you have like one chocolate, you don't feel bad, because you go got like a whole food diet most of the time, so you feel great regardless. Yeah, having a strict diet sometimes it can trigger some thoughts that they're not really healthy for your mind. I think so. No, I don't follow any strict diet. At the moment. I'm sorry, I keep talking and talking. But yeah,
0: no, no, it's fine. This is the platform for you to say as much as you want to. And you know, I, I think you know, adding on to what you said, I think it's very, very true that we shouldn't you know punish ourselves for having something you know a good treat to have. Or let's say not not trying to keep a strict regimen because. In In those periods, you're setting yourself up for a lot of negative responses in a way because if you eat a chocolate bar, you know, you're going to feel bad about it and that's the last thing you want to do. You want to feel good about everything you eat.
1: Yeah, it's very unnecessary stress in your mind, you know, it's, and it's not fair that people feel that way. That's why I think like restrictive diets are not the way to go. If you really want to have results, you need to accept that you're human and you can't just live on, I don't know, I see diets for like 1200 calories a day. I'm like, it's a joke. It's honestly like a very sad joke, especially women who follow them. And I'm like, you're just going to harm yourself. You're not going to do anything good. So
0: Exactly, and I, I guess it's also a space for exploring and finding out what, you know, what your body likes and obviously looking at that and how your exercising and activities is in line with that and you obviously you're comparing how much you eat with the amount of activity and you're gauging how well your body's responding in that way. That's a good indicator, isn't it? So, you know, is, is there anywhere, like, people could, like, if they're interested in finding out more about how you break all of this stuff down, is, is there a place where people can contact you
1: well, I'm currently running a business page on Instagram, which is called feet Smart. And that's my business profile, mainly for my company. At the moment, the website is not running because we're going through rebranding, but we can be contacted on our Instagram page easily, simply like drop a DM. We're really enthusiastic about nutrition and eating well. So we'd we'll be more than happy to receive any DM with any inquiry. So if anyone wants to like talk to us or talk to me, just drop a DM on our Instagram page
0: absolutely and just for the listeners again could you say it one more time
1: it's feet and then lower score eat smart so it should be it should be coming up if like a feet is spelled f-e-a-t which stands for like fit eating i had some comments yesterday saying oh that about feet and i was like no it's fit but yeah <laughs> it's okay <laughs>
0: Yeah, that is interesting. So easy to get confused with things. But you know, thank you for sharing that. And I'm pretty sure our listeners will have a look and definitely drop your DM asking you more about that.
1: That will be great.
0: Yeah, Exactly. You know, it's a good way for you to continue pushing on and, and excelling in what you're doing as well. So happy to help out. You know, so I guess we'll move on to the next one. And you know, I want to ask, who would you say has inspired you and made a positive impact on you?
1: I believe my mother because she's been a single mother for like Many years, and she was running her own business as well, um, raising two children. And I think she definitely inspired me, in, like being strong. And if you can't be strong, at least try to be. <laughs> Worst case scenario, you just uh, you know gonna fail and then try again. But she's definitely the person who inspired me in many stages of my life, really, because I was about to drop out from school back home, and she's the one who actually pushed me to keep going. And I never believed I could achieve a degree. And then a few years after, I tried and. Uh, to drop off school i've actually got first class degree so if it wasn't for her i don't know i don't think that would have ever happened. um i would say my mom is definitely one of the people who really did motivate me and keep going
0: so that's amazing you know shout out to your mom you know <laughs> Thank you. being the pillar of strength for you and for what you've achieved and you know so happy you've stuck to your guns and you've powered through and you know at the end you've got your rewards as well so that's really really good
1: Yes, I'm so thankful for that. I still remember her saying, please get your diploma, which in Italy is the equivalent to A-levels here in the UK. So what allows you to go to university? And I remember saying to her, I don't want to go to university, so I'm not going to do it because it's pointless. I'm not going to waste three years of my life. And she was like, you never know in life, you can change your mind. And if you don't have these of uh, documents in your grades and stuff, you're not going to be able to go to university. Oh, and I was like okay I'll do it for you then and then three years later I found myself applying for uni thanks to my mom.
0: Exactly you know and it's helped you as well because you built up the confidence there and like you said ultimately it led you to apply for uni and obviously look at you now studying a master's you know living life as well isn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah uni life <laughs> which is uh...
0: yeah oh yeah <laughs> very true yeah
1: oh it's made about university great I think you know if you've got a passion for something you should just go for it but so many people say oh university good for nothing it's not true it helps you to go through so many things even in life you know it also teaches you what perseverance is and ambition and you create a huge network around you through university that's how actually we met with. so university is amazing for your future
0: yeah exactly exactly you know in the networking piece it helps you know meeting new people because you never know what where that might lead you and it's an exciting prospect isn't it definitely so you know we'll move on as well what experience would you say you've gone through right that's shown you that positivity still exists in the world and in people
1: oh this is a, a tough one so back to the days when I got to the UK I arrived to the UK with £200 in my pocket and I had some gold I took from home. It was my own gold, so I hope no one's going to think I stole gold from, I don't know, my parents. It was actually my gold, you know, because for baptism and stuff like that, you receive gold when you're a child back home. So I remember like not having much money, so I was like, before I left, I was like, you know what, I'm going to grab the gold just in case I need to sell it. And luckily I did, because I stayed at my ex-boyfriend's house for a week and then he left go back to Australia and I was stuck in the country, here in the UK, I didn't have any money besides the £200 and obviously the gold I brought with me. It was a time where I wasn't really talking much with my parents, mainly because I was a bit of a, of a rebel child, <laughs> so I really didn't know what to do, I had no one and I didn't have much money with me. So I remember going and selling the gold and then I was sleeping in this motel and I was looking for houses. And very month still didn't have a job because it was literally the day after my ex-boyfriend left and dropped me off at the motel. So I had nothing. And I remember that motel was around like, I think it was 40 pounds per night. So it's, it's not expensive, but if you got like a 200 pound budget, is a lot of money. So I remember like looking for houses and I found this shared house. I went there for an appointment and I've been very honest with the guy. I said, listen, I don't have a job. I am really willing to work. And as soon as like, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a job at the moment as well. So I will be very happy if you can you know give me the room i'll pay the rent for this month whatever and then don't worry about the rest of the rents because i'm gonna find a job and then he said i don't know because you know i need to talk to the other girl and he was the living landlord so obviously like he was the one who needed the money because he was the landlord as well and then i left the house i didn't have a very positive feeling i was like oh i don't have a job no one's gonna give me a room and he calls me back and he said to me i still remember and he said listen I know it sounds crazy, but I've got faith in you. So I will be more than happy to give you the room. And I know you will find a job, no problem. So if you want, the room is yours. And then I actually moved there and the day after I found the job. So it worked out quite well. But I'm still, I still can't believe that this guy who didn't even know me gave me such faith. And, you know, it, it kind of saved my life when I was here because I had nowhere to go. So if I didn't have the, obviously the room there, spending a lot of money for like the motel and something. And I had no idea in my mind to go back home to Italy because it wasn't just the time. And yeah, he's been one of the kindest people I've ever met actually. It's been nice of him. You know, it was, it really helped when I, I needed it the most really. And then that's the end of the story. <laughs>
0: Ah, right <laughs> so i can see you know from that you know it, it really shows i think as well you know the reason why he was he was open to trusting you and 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 giving you that platform to help to give yourself time to work things out is you're upfront and honest with him and as much as honesty is in itself is quite a, a powerful trait to have you know you know if, if you're honest about things you know you're, you're more likely to get an honest response from somebody else because they interact well so i'm glad that worked out really really well and you know i think It's your natural persona, you were were very straightforward, you were honest, and then that helped to make a decision in terms of giving you the time and space to sort things out, which ultimately they did, so that's very, very good.
1: (laughs) yes it was good actually still can't believe it though (laughs)
0: bless him well like in life you know things happen in mysterious ways and always the good things always good things will happen as well so you know on that moving on as well so with everything you've done with with coming to the UK with studying you know with finding work finding you know with managing a business as well can you tell our listeners you know how you've overcome some of the challenges you faced?
1: a lot of tears first of all (laughs) being honest I love tears someday you just feel like you can't keep going. I think when you have a challenge you always need to be focused on your end goal. You must have something you really care about. For instance I'm going to, because I'm not really good at explaining so if I give like a real example so my goal is, for instance spending more time with my family. I've been away from home for like seven years and although now I've got like my house, my job, my business here, I really miss home and I would love eventually to move back there. There is no chance at the moment because of the economy situation in Italy. So my goal with my business is generating enough income for me to spend more time back home in Italy, even if it's like two, three months a year, but it would be more than like two weeks a year. So every time I am upset or I feel like I'm, I can't make it and I'm about to give up, I try and remind myself what my goal is. And my goal is to be able to spend more time with my family because I spent seven years away from them. And as soon as I think about them, like right. Let's get back in track. Let's see what I need to do to, you know, like, better, improve or, you know, overcome the challenge. So I think having an end goal, which is something you really care about, is what helps people to overcome any challenge. Then it depends. Obviously, there's other challenges that they're, like, completely out of your control. I'm talking about challenges that are in your control. So, yeah, just, like, keep being focused on your end goal. And even when you forget, try and remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing. Because it's easy sometimes when you're the motivated to lose track of why you're doing what you're doing. So you you need to remind yourself here and there. Because if, if you forget why you're doing things, then eventually you'll give up. So I keep reminding myself, being like, oh my God, Angelica, you want to be in Italian mountains hiking with your parents at least two times a year. That's why you're doing what you're doing. So keep thinking about that and keep working.
0: Exactly. I can support that one as well because it's important to visualize yourself at the end of what you're working on in that time. And, you know, that gives you the motivation to push on because you've already seen what the end goal looks like to you. And obviously in your head, it, looks, it gives you that sense of excitement and thrill and you want to get to the end and finish and set it up and then look back and admire what you've worked on. So yes, that's also a technique I use actually as well. So that's a very good one. You know, thank you for mentioning that and like never forgetting the why, because it's important to understand the reason why you're doing it. And once you never forget that, you will never get lost, I don't think.
1: Because you want to achieve that. So you keep trying and there's nothing wrong in keep trying and failing and then trying again and failing and then trying again. You will eventually work it out. It will eventually work out. You just need to find a way to make it work out. But Don't stop doing it just because you failed once. We're going to fail so many times in life, so many. And that doesn't mean it's the end of our journey. It just means we need to find alternative ways to reach our goal. Or maybe we just need to change things of what we're doing to make it better and to point.
0: Exactly. And, you know, like, you know, you, you alluded to failure as well there. And it actually leads us into the next question. You know, w- what do you think is the most valuable thing about failure?
1: The lesson. <laughs> or sometimes we just need to open our eyes as well. Sometimes we think we're doing everything right. And sometimes we get to a point as humans as it's very easy sometimes when you have like a few successes in a row then starting to feel like you arrived, you got it, you're the best one. And sometimes it's good as a realization also that like just to go work to do. You know, it it opens your eyes sometimes. Sometimes it just teaches you what not to do next time. I think it's a good lesson for learning. Yeah, from your mistakes mainly, so you don't do them again. Because if you don't have failure and you keep doing the mistakes, I mean, you will never get anywhere because you will keep doing the same mistakes and never know why something is not working
0: yeah exactly like you said it's instant feedback on what you're working on and whether you're doing it the right way and if you are doing the right way then that's good but if you're not then it gives you time to go back and have a look at can i try something else or is there something i'm missing that i can add to what i'm doing that can make it better
1: it's a wake-up call a brutal wake-up call
0: yeah i I like how you just said like a brutal wake-up call because sometimes it does just hit you in the face doesn't it
1: it hurts so bad (laughs) but feeling pain is part of being human
0: I agree I agree and it's important to take that in a positive light because it's a way of saying this needs to change you can fix it now it's time for you to fix it
1: and I also believe this is going to probably sound very deep but every time when I see even like my colleagues or friends of mine being very like demotivated and upset and hating on life I keep telling them like right it doesn't work this time you can like try again in a different way and my point is, I'm like, we should already be grateful of where we are. We are in a very lucky part of the world where we are. We got freedom of speech. We got like, if you want to do a certain job, you study and like, you're very likely to achieve that job position as well. Anyway, we're living in a lucky place of the world. There's people on this earth that don't even have the chance to choose what they're going to do. So remember also that every time you feel upset about what is not working in your life, remember that you're already lucky for what you've got. And then just like, think about what you need to do to achieve what you want to achieve.
0: Exactly, exactly. And like you said, it's a journey, isn't it? You know, some things will work, some things won't. And as you continue trial and error, the trial and error process, you learn more and you figure out what's working and what doesn't work. So that's really, really important as well. So, you know, that actually leads in perfectly into the next question, actually. You know, Angelica, what, what would you say excites you about the future going forward?
1: What excites me the most is that I don't know what's going to happen. Because <laughs> <laughs> running a startup is like being on a roller coaster. Constantly, constantly. You get a high and then you're going down and then you're up there again and then you're going down again. And it's actually thrilling and is exciting and as I said, what excites me the most about the future is like not knowing what's coming. Because I know my end goal, but you don't know what's going to happen. No one can predict the future. And the unknown, I think it, it is exciting. New challenges, new things coming up, new people you're meeting. You don't know. I mean, you might meet a person tomorrow who changes your life completely. You never know.
0: Yeah, exactly. And there's always that sense of optimism that comes with it. I like how you alluded to the, the roller coaster because I mentioned it in the debut episode of this podcast about life being a roller coaster. But a roller coaster ride in which you should enjoy because obviously there's ups and downs. But in both moments, you're learning and you're getting better from the highs and the lows. I think you may have seen a video of two marbles being navigated down two different slopes. So one slope had a lot of ups and downs, right, a lot of curves, and then the other one was quite flat. But basically, the experiment showed that the marble that was on the one with a lot of slopes moved a lot quicker than the one that moved across a stable slope. So it kind of relates to life as well, that in in, where there's ups and downs, you learn more you grow more, and you become better.
1: And when nothing happens, people always say, "Oh, life is boring." So you need like things happening, whether they're talking about like things like that. They are a good wake-up call, and they are needed for learning and for like shaping our persona as well. So it's definitely a roller coaster.
0: Absolutely. So on that, actually, you know, to understand a lot more, you know, tell us like what helps you stay focused and productive when you're completing an activity.
1: I think the the most important thing when you got especially when you've got a lot of things going on at the same time is organization and what helps me personally is writing down what needs to be done. I tend to write down the things that they need to be done straight away, like the most important things, the things with a priority to be done. And then I put down in the list other things that need to be done by the end of the day or by the end of the week or by the end of the month and then work towards them, like break them down and what needs to be done for that task to get it completed by the end of the week, for instance. So the way I do it is like mind mapping my work to get it done, like to get a flow in my work and get it done on time and not feel stressed either, because when you've got too many things going on and you don't break them down into smaller tasks, your own deadlines. It's easy to start getting anxious and feeling like hopeless and that you've got too many things to do and like you know just feeling overwhelmed. So I think organization of your work, one of the key things to keep up with your work and like you know keep organized and get your work done in an efficient manner.
0: Exactly. Yeah, because you can visually see what you're working on. And, you know, with writing things down, like you said, it gives you a sense of accomplishment when you get to scribble it out, doesn't it? Like you say, yes.
1: Yes, it does. Get the list smaller and smaller. (laughs) (laughs) Being like, oh, I'm very productive. Exactly. I'm not procrastinating today. (laughs) <laughs> That's true,
0: and it then as well like it helps you know build up your confidence because you, you look at okay I managed to do this much in the day you become more confident and say actually I want to try a bit more and more and more and then you end up becoming yes. you know an enthusiastic person who always wants to do things and then because you know you now have the confidence to do it and you know you can do it and you're building up slowly
1: yeah definitely
0: so i know you you alluded to stress a bit earlier you know I'm, I'm i'm pretty curious and i'm pretty sure our listeners are also curious to know like how you handle stress when you get into stressful situations
1: i do it in a very bad way i hide but what i realize with myself is when i'm stressed if i let it get out of me in my actions then I automatically get more stressed myself but a way to keep cool and like don't let the stress get over is actually like trying like calm myself like my inner self not showing outside that I'm stressed so I'm still stressed but not any more than I would be if I was actually allowing stress to take over I realized it worked the first time in my life was when I got my driver's license oh my gosh I was so scared I didn't even tell my parents I had the test that day because I was like oh if I don't pass it I'm gonna be so ashamed I'm not gonna tell them so I just told them "Oh, I need to go out today and I went there I remember waiting for my turn and I remember having bad stomach pain I was like oh I was suffering so bad but outside you couldn't even tell it looked like I was so chilled which I wasn't and I passed by the way (laughs) yeah try and and hide it, and i realized they actually worked. i was like oh my gosh this is actually working because i'm trying not to get too stressed there was a girl there with me and she was just like letting her words come out of her mouth she was like very stressed and she kept moving like mm-hmm. you know in a in a very stressy way you know when you keep moving and like moving your legs and stuff like that and i was like trying to stay still and like think like oh there's worse things happening in life this is like not The worst thing that could happen, even if I don't pass, is not the worst thing. You know, I'm just gonna try and keep it cool, and it actually worked. It didn't like get me too stressed over. I mean, I was stressed, but if I let my emotions to take over, it would have been worse. Because the more you give way to stress, the more stressed you're gonna be. That's a fact. (laughs) If you let stress get over you and stuff, it's just gonna take over. So try and be chill, stay cool, think like, oh, there's worse things happening in life, and that should help. Some people say, well, imagine everyone being naked, but I don't think that works. I just can't picture people in their underwear, I just can't. It's too hard for me. I'm not a very um, artistic person, so it's too difficult for me. I just try and keep chill.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I guess it's also a good icebreaker as well, because you may be nervous, but you think of something memorable or funny in that scenario, and it helps you calm down a bit, because you found solace in something you found comforting and funny before so it's, it's a good way to manage stress as well it's, it's quite a unique one because I've never actually thought of that I think I should try I'd definitely give it a try
1: I said just yes you can control your stress if you really try you know don't let all the stressy movements come out or like even the way you talk if you try and control that you know, usually when people are stressed, they tend to speak very fast and maybe a bit louder or something. If you try and control even the way you speak and so it's something you can actually control. And that's what I've learned over time. If you don't let it come out, it should mitigate the effect of the stress.
0: Yeah, and no, I understand that. And it helps, you know, minimize it. And once you get into the activity you're doing, it becomes, you know, second nature. And, you know, you begin to enjoy it.
1: Yes, yes, that's true.
0: So you know, on that actually, I'm I'm curious to know what would you say your strongest qualities are, and which one of those would you like to you know teach somebody who is interested in learning from you.
1: I think positivity is one of my best traits because when I got here, as as I told you the story, when I got to the UK, I was in a very bad situation, economic situation as well, because as I said, I didn't have anything, and I remember feeling very stressed back then as well. Because I didn't know what was going to happen with me. I was like, oh, I'm in a foreign country. I've only been speaking the language for a year because I've been living in Australia for a year. But I was like, I don't know anything about their bureaucracy or anything like that. I'm completely alone. But I remember thinking like, right, if I am not the one doing things, someone's going to do them for me. Or if I allow my sadness or my stress to take over my my life, that's the time when my life is going to be you know, a nightmare. So I always try to be positive. As I said, I keep thinking like, what are the good things that we have in our life? I think a very good thing to do, especially when you're upset, but it's something which you do like on a daily basis, I think, is constantly remind yourself what you love about your life, what you're grateful for. For instance, what really makes me happy is, for example, I have now a beautiful, amazing fiance with me who can't be even compared (laughs) to the guy I, I met before I came here. I think about like him, I'm very grateful to have him. I'm very grateful I had the chance to go to university. As I said, a lot of people in the world don't have these chances. I'm very grateful I've got a job. I'm very grateful, you know, I'm able to do what I love. And if you keep reminding yourself, you've got a lot going on in your life. It's much easier to be positive and stay positive Sometimes people focus too much on maybe they got like a lot of amazing things going on and they've got one thing going the wrong way and they just focus on that wrong thing. And I think that will just damage your, your mental health. You need to acknowledge the problems, but you don't have to focus only on them because you can't put too much energy in something that like makes you upset because that's what you're going to become upset or sad all the time. And when you're upset or sad, you don't have any motivation to do anything. I believe, like, reminding yourself every day what you're grateful for, what are the good things in your life, and, you know, focus on them. Helps you keep positive. And I managed to become a very positive person thanks to that. At work, I had a colleague, actually, she couldn't stand me because I was always happy. (laughs) Bless her. Yeah, she was really annoyed by the fact that I was always happy. Just sometimes in life, you put through certain things, and the only... We say in Italy, don't know how strong you are until being strong is the only option.
0: That's a very good saying. You know, I, I think on that, you know, you've captured a lot of things and it's important that people stick to, you know, what makes them happy and gives them solace and thus they can use that as a pillar to help them get through difficult times as well which is like I like to say positivity is the key to productivity because you know what you're good at you can use that and you can you know help that build your momentum and you know it's one of the values of POTN so you have ultimately encompassed one I think you encompass all the values holistically probably before today you didn't really realize but I think you are a prime example of POTN and And I'm glad I've got you onto the podcast because you've encompassed one of the values and you use it proactively. So that's amazing.
1: I'm very happy to be here today too.
0: Right. So on that, you know, with the skills you've learned and everything you've gone through, would you say there's anything new you're looking to learn?
1: Patience. Yes. No, I've actually like improved my patience. I used to be much more impatient. I'm one of those people who, when I work hard, I'm like, right, I want to see the results now. I want to see the results. come like straight away. So I keep working. It's not that I don't. I am quite impatient. As I said, I've mitigated my impatience a lot. (laughs) Like a lot. I remember when I was working in a restaurant, there was this chef. He was from Senegal and he was one of the best people I've ever met in my life. He's the one who taught me patience. I would never be as patient as he was because he's one of the most patient people I met. But I could see him. It was the most patient person I've ever met, but also one of the happiest people I've ever met. And I kind of like, I don't know why, but I linked. So I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to have that. I want to be so chilled about life. So like, you know, even when there is a problem, you look at it, you study it, but then you don't stress too much over it. Just be patient. Things might, you know, change, situation change, people change. But honestly, if it wasn't for him, I think I would still be like very impatient. So I need to thank him for that. But I still need to improve on my patience. Definitely that's one of them
0: yeah 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 exactly and, and I like how you've acknowledged that you know there's an area that you want to improve in, and you've got a good role model example to create your own version of that patience and, and gratefulness and happiness, and you know you incorporate that into your life and For me, I think it's a very good thing to know you when you're very self aware of what you're not so strong at and you want to get better so you find somebody who's excelling in that area and you essentially get mentored by them into improving that skill in yourself. So that's really, really good. It solidifies everything in you as well.
1: I think that being critical with ourselves, is one of the keys to success as well. Because if you think you're doing everything right, you're never willing to learn what you're actually not doing right. Because you will never think you're doing things wrong. If you don't think you're doing anything wrong, you're actually not going to improve on anything. So I think one of the keys to success is actually like being self-critique you know you need to acknowledge your flaws and work on them
0: exactly and I think you you alluded to this a bit earlier as well and, and not procrastinate on them because I think procrastination is what builds up the critiqueness a lot more but if you've identified something you've worked out a way of how to improve it you've reached out to people who would be stronger in that area and you're starting to work on it you feel a lot better about yourself and you're not building up a lot more stress on you and the confidence will be growing instead of diminishing so it's that thing as well so
1: yes that's true
0: so you know in closing what inspiring words would you like to tell all of the people listening in to your episode today who are looking to improve themselves
1: be positive because everyone deserves to be positive in life it actually helps you to see the world in a completely different way if you're positive so be positive keep working results are gonna arrive if you're patient and you keep working and don't give up Even when it seems hard, don't give up. There might be a different way to achieve your goal, but that doesn't mean you have to change your goal. That means just you need to change the way to achieve it. And that's it, because I don't think I'm that wise.
0: (laughs) You know, you're so modest. I like how you've come in and you've said, you know, what you you feel is the key things and you you've also kind of taken a step back and said you know that's what I think and ultimately it's what people because I think what, what helps make us all better is you know we're taking on constructive and positive feedback from people all the time and you know the more we we learn about ourselves and how we can get better I like to call it instead of being one-dimensional by learning new things and taking on feedback and becoming better, you're becoming multidimensional. And you're able to use that in terms of going into new things, you know, being flexible to trying stuff. It helps you because you, you start looking at things differently as well.
1: Yes, and it makes you more open-minded as well. If you learn more things, you will, you will automatically become more open-minded
0: exactly you've hit the nail on the head right there with that so well that's all for today we've actually reached the end of today's episode of the potent podcast i'd like to thank everyone for listening in and reaching the end of the show i'd like to thank my wonderful guest angelica for coming onto the show thank you for joining angelica
1: Well, thank you for inviting me. It's been really, really nice. It's been really a pleasure to be here. It's my first podcast and I really enjoyed it. You were right. (laughs) I was a bit worried, but you were right. It's been very nice. I was worried I was going to say something stupid, which I probably did. But thank you for having me.
0: I'm pretty sure, you know, you, you did really, really well. Like you said, it's a new experience You're learning. And it's that sense that you've, now that you've experienced one thing, you're going to become better and this could ultimately lead to other things as well. Yes,
1: it's been amazing. Hopefully I'm going to have my, my own podcast. I will ask you to come and be my guest.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I'm happy to join on and, and and support it. And, you know, going back to when you mentioned about your business, be sure to check out Angelica's business. It's feet underscore eat smart so that's f-e-a-t underscore eat smart and that's on instagram like she said the website's under construction so you might have to wait a little while until the website is ready
1: we're going through rebranding actually so the website is there we just have to take it down for rebranding all right okay obviously it's not working at the moment but it will again hopefully it's going to be up and running soon again
0: that's all right i mean i'm I'm pretty sure the listeners will be eagerly waiting to check it out once it is ready and you you make an announcement
1: <laughs> i will
0: make sure you subscribe to the podcast on apple spotify google Podcasts, as well as youtube thank you all for listening till next time be well and take care i'm here to answer your question
1: and your question is if i still like you
0: Pick up the phone, show me
1: if it's real Pick up the phone, show me if it's real yeah. Pick up the phone, show me if it's real Pick up the phone uh. In case you never got the memo I don't want the real thing, I just want a demo I'm known to drop, cause right when the thing that's special I'm clumsy, on purpose You worth it if you give brains to my dumb D and let your tongue speak no four letter words, please. Except for fuck, cause all love is done is hurt me. And I ain't playing the victim, I just don't want you to be one, cause I know how this shit ends. I've seen it before, this is a rerun, you see. Love ran out on the last chick, it all burned out like a matchstick. It's tragic, and I wish we never happened. If she wasn't such a joker with my heart, I'd probably be a better Batman to you. But Bruce Wayne needs saving, and none of y'all can do it. So I'ma take the blame and dump it all on Cupid.
0: Uh. Music by 3T.